Hello and welcome into another episode of Lockdown Wolves. Today on the show, are the New York Knicks really that interested in Carl Anthony Towns and what could they offer? A new report talking about the Knicks and potentially Towns' mutual interest on the trade market. Will the Wolves trade Towns if they do? What do the Knicks have to offer? Also, a look at some overarching offseason goals for the Wolves. We're going to break it all down on the show. Welcome in. You are Lockdown Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Happy Monday, everybody. And uh, a big thank you, first of all, for making Locked On Wolves your first listen every day. Locked On Wolves is free and available everywhere. That includes YouTube as well as all of your favorite audio platforms. You can also watch. On the Locked On Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. And you can follow Twitter at Locked On T Wolves and also at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, C K E N. All right. I want to start today. I know on Friday I said we get into player reviews early this week unless something else crazy came up. Well, I don't know that how, like this is a it's it's newsworthy and I want to talk about it. I, I referenced the possibility of a Carl Anthony Towns trade last week when I was doing kind of the unpack. I think this was actually a Friday show. Um, and sure enough, there was a report over the weekend by Sean Devaney over at heavy.com. And of course, Sean's covered the NBA, a couple other places for a long time. And the headline of his article is everyone knows Nick's Ein trade for star Carl Anthony Towns. Well, well, and everyone knows is in quotes because that's what NBA execs are saying. So the Towns trade thing, the last couple of off seasons, I basically refused to talk about it. Of course, last year they didn't, they weren't able to trade him because of the uh, the supermax extension. Um, but the Towns to the Knicks thing has been talked about basically since the year after he was drafted, right? I mean, like, and and of course, I've refused to talk about it on the show because it was always ridiculous. What did the Knicks have to offer? Why would the Wolves trade Towns? Um, and then the last year or so they haven't the wolves have not been able to trade towns if they wanted to because of the the restrictions on trading after supermax this summer though towns becomes trade eligible on july 7th so after the draft after the start of free agency um which certainly complicates things a little bit and i said last week i you know we'd probably hear some rumors i thought the wolves would probably explore the possibility of trading towns because now that you have Rudy Gobert, well i'll get into that here in a second but now I, I think the conversation is worth having, um, at least discussing as these rumors come up, because undoubtedly there will be other teams that are rumored to be interested in Carl Thitty Towns, and we'll evaluate those suitors one by one based on what they can offer and if a Towns trade makes sense. But I think this is a good time to kind of give my initial statement on will the Wolves trade Towns, expanding a little bit on what I said Friday. And if you missed that show, uh, that was more of a, like a roster unpack, like the status of every player. And this will be kind of a, just like last season, we spent a lot of time talking about D'Angelo Russell and the possibility of him being traded, and it ultimately didn't happen until the trade deadline. I feel similarly about Carl Anthony Towns, although the Wolves are, obviously the big difference is Towns has a supermax that hasn't even kicked in yet. Russell was going to be a free agent in the summer, so it was always likely the Wolves would trade Russell at some point. I don't, I don't, I would not classify it as likely that the Wolves would trade Carl Anthony Towns. I want to be really clear about that. Um so I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you know, I think he's gone on July 8th to the Knicks. No, not at all. I don't. 
I would be, I would be, I would be very surprised if Carl Towns was traded before opening night in the fall in 2023, um, for a lot of reasons. One, he's not trade eligible till July 7th, so they're not going to get a pick in this year's draft. I mean, obviously, like similar to when the Wolves um, traded. Uh, Kevin Love and got Andrew Wiggins like they got Wiggins after the draft even though he was that you know he he played his rookie season for the Wolves something like that's always possible but it makes it less likely right um, so that certainly hampers a trade happening this year in general the idea of trading Carl Anthony Towns is less crazy now than it's ever been before and for obvious reasons one being the Wolves have Rudy Gobert so two of their three best players are centers um and they're both on max contracts. They're their two highest paid players. And they're about to put Anthony Edwards on a max contract and pay Jade McDaniels handsomely and potentially Nas Reed on a slightly smaller scale than McDaniels um, very shortly. So you could use the cap space. You could use the roster balancing, which I know is, I get it. It was what, nine months ago that the Wolves did this trade, eight, uh, whatever, nine-ish months ago that the Wolves did this trade and gave up all the assets to unbalance their roster, I I know. But the case for trading towns now is you turn the keys over full-time to Anthony Edwards. Gobert and Edwards theoretically are a good fit together, even though, and I'll say this again, I've said this a bunch on the show, the synergy between Edwards, or I should say lack of synergy between Edwards and Gobert was actually the biggest problem this year. It wasn't Towns and Gobert together. It certainly wasn't Ant and Towns together. Um, Beyond the Towns injury, of course, the biggest issue, I don't even, like D'Angelo Russell and Rudy Gobert didn't match, but Ant and Gobert didn't play well together offensively. Theoretically, that's a good pairing, and they need a little bit more time together. Edwards will mature. Gobert will understand what it's like to play with Edwards. And defensively, what Gobert offers is still so important. So in theory, there's a synergistic fit between Ant and Gobert. You still have Mike Conley for another year. You have Jade McDaniels. Um, so... Trading Towns is more palatable now than it was and than it ever was in the past. The other thing is the Wolves don't have hardly like basically no first round picks for the five next five years. There's a pick swap in there, sure. But the Wolves need picks. Now, this is an interesting thing because, and this we'll get a little bit here in a minute into pick into players the Knicks could offer. But on the one hand, the Wolves need picks because they don't have any. On the other hand, it's a much harder sell to the fan base that we're trying to win now with Anthony Edwards if you're trading a multi-time all-star all-NBA player in Carlton Towns for draft picks because that's the opposite of what teams that are trying to win would do, right? So you've got to get a couple of good players back and picks and be able to sell the roster balance we're building for now in the future thing. And I think that's something Tim Connolly could do. But the optics of that are something that the Wolves front office would obviously have to consider before pulling off a move like this. Um, so there's that to consider. Um, from a pure, I mean, I guess those are the factors, right? It's creating the it's uh, excuse me, creating the cap space, you know, for your extensions for Edwards McDaniel's to a lesser extent. Nas Reed. It's looking into the future and getting some picks, and it's deciding if if this. It, it's really leaning into the Anthony Edwards thing. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns even said, I think this was after the season, he made a comment about allowing Edwards to get more shots up for his development and all that stuff. It's it's a little silly because I, I firmly believe that Towns and Edwards could coexist. I, you know, if Towns goes to the Knicks, he's going to be coexisting with Jalen Brunson, who's already an all, you know, a star caliber player. Um, so, like either way, Towns is going to be the second option on a really good playoff team. Like that's 
it seems like that's where we're at in his career as he enters his prime. And it also seems like he's okay with that. The, the question is, how does he fit into that role? Because it was rocky at times this year in Minnesota. Um, and the Wolves were trying to figure it out on the fly. And of course, he missed 52 straight games. I get all that. Uh, but I don't know that, like, I mean, I guess part of the theory is that Brunson's further in his development than Anthony Edwards, I guess. I don't know. Um, but the premise for Trading Towns is still a bit wonky, if you ask me. And I also, like, again, I want to reiterate. I don't think the Wolves are looking to trade Carl Anthony Towns. I think they absolutely will pick up the phone because if they get blown away with an offer, I mean, you can you can absolutely, you know, talk yourself into that because you still have Anthony Edwards, Jade McDaniels, Rudy Gobert. You still have a really nice team in place. And if you get back some of those picks um, and some nice players to fill in the roster because the Wolves, we talked about this on Friday, they need to work on some of the depth, some of the rotation depth specifically, um, or I should say wing depth. Um you know, that's something the Wolves would consider. But I don't think the Wolves are like, quote unquote, shopping Carl Diddy Towns on July 7th. I don't think that's where we're at. Uh, but the Knicks specifically, we're going to keep hearing about this because of the Towns connections. You know, grow up, growing up in New Jersey, of course, Tom Thibodeau um, running that team. Towns former agent, Leon Rose running the front office. There is a, a ton of connections to the Knicks. And this article by Devaney says um, that... Uh, let's see. The league source says, quote, the interest in making that, meaning Towns going to the Knicks, happen would be mutual for sure. Cat and the Knicks are intertwined. To some people, it's more a matter of when they go after him, not if. Now, we know that the Knicks were interested in Knicks several years ago, were interested in Towns several years ago. So I, obviously, they're going to go after him. That's different than saying, you know, Towns on the Knicks is a, is a when, not if. Right. Um, of course, the Knicks are going to have interest. Everyone's going to have interest if the Wolves are listening on Towns, basically everyone. So absolutely expect these rumors to continue. So that's why I want to do spend a few minutes like I'm not we're not going to do this for like every like team mentioned as a possible suitor, but only I think serious ones. Let's talk a little about the Knicks roster, what they might be able to offer for Carl Anthony Towns. Um, and if they're a legitimate potential trade partner for the Wolves, so we're going to do that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends at Prize Picks. By the way, every day right now, there's a million dollar daily Superflex promotion going on with Prize Picks. Every day, of the NBA playoffs and into the finals, one Prize Picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time will be randomly selected each day. That, of course, is 7 p.m. Central. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payout. Six correct picks get gets one million dollars. Five correct picks gets eighty thousand dollars. Four correct picks get $16,000. Full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at, at that link, prizepicks.com slash million, to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal, and you could be the lucky winner. In addition to that, PrizePix is a ton of fun all the time, but especially the playoffs, like uh, you know, Game 7s over the weekend. Big, uh, you know, Round 2 actually kicked off as well, Nuggets-Suns. Um, the Nuggets just putting a hurting on the Suns. Uh, but all you got to do is you to play prize picks. It's really easy. You just pick a player and whether they'll score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can actually pick up to six players and do this. And then you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. Just you versus the projections available. You can, of course, do the NBA as well as NHL playoffs ongoing, MLB, any college sports, etc. You can make your entries in less than 60 seconds. It really is that easy. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. 
with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, let's take a quick spin around the Knicks roster. And actually, we'll base this off of what was mentioned in the Devaney article over at heavy.com because he listed a few players that uh, league sources, or sorry, an Eastern Conference executive um, listed that that the Wolves would potentially be interested in or the Knicks would would be offering for Carl Anthony Towns. He starts with R.J. Barrett, um, which we'll get to him in a second. And then he mentions Obi Toppin, Quentin Grimes, Miles McBride. Emmanuel quickly and says they don't want to trade quickly, but if the target is Towns, maybe they would change that. He talks about Mitchell Robinson going to a third team. He's really good, by the way. And what he did to Jared Allen in the first round, I think people took note of that. And I really like him. He'd actually be a great fit for the Wolves if they didn't have Rudy Gobert, right? Like if Gobert wasn't in the mix and the Wolves were trading with the Knicks, you'd absolutely ask for Mitchell Robinson. But now, yeah, I mean, like it makes sense for him to go to a third team. But you also might need a third team to help match salaries and get somebody to Minnesota that you want in Minnesota because I don't have a ton of interest in in R.J. Barrett. Um, and, and I really don't know that the Wolves would either. Um, I, like, R.J. Barrett is like your classic high-volume scorer that the idea of him is far better than what the actual results are. Um, and contract-wise, let's see, I lost it here. Um, so he just resigned or he just signed his extension in the fall and that kicks in this year. He's going to pay almost 24 million this year. It's, it's not quite a, a max deal. Um, but it's got, it's like four years and a hundred and something crazy million. Like, and I don't think RJ Barrett is, is that good. Like, I, I just don't know what he, what, what void he fills for the wolves as a, High volume, low efficiency score. He shot 31% from three this year. He's not a good defensive player. Um, in theory, a high volume type score makes sense for a team with a guy like Rudy Gobert, but you all efficiency matters. And you also have Anthony Edwards, who's far more efficient. So RJ Barrett does nothing for me. And you almost need him from a contract, from a salary matching perspective, which is why I think you need a third team. So starting there, like I, I don't have interest in, in RJ Barrett. Because remember, the Wolves aren't like... They're not looking for a quote unquote like high volume, like a a, um, a star level score in return for Carl Anthony Towns. That isn't necessary because the whole point is you're giving the keys over to Anthony Edwards. Otherwise, why would you be trading Towns in the first place? Because he is a, a very efficient scorer, one of the best scorers and shooters in the entire league. It's simply a roster balance, future cap management play if you're trading Carl Anthony Towns. So, no. You wouldn't take RJ Barrett back. That the Wolves would not have interest in that. Now there are role type players the Knicks have that are of interest. So if you're mostly getting picks back, but you can get some of these other intriguing role players back, then we're talking. Like Emmanuel quickly is a great example of that. And some actually most of the rest of these guys are about to be extension eligible or are extension eligible. Like quickly for for example, he's on the final year of his rookie deal this coming season, four point one million. So he's eligible for an extension. The same boat as McDaniel's and Anthony Edwards. The same draft as those guys. And he's really good. He's really coming to his own. I and and as this Eastern Conference executive said, the 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 Knicks would not want to trade quickly. He would be the focus of this trade for me. I think I think you probably uh, bring him off the bench next year if you're the Wolves and you start. I mean, quickly is primarily played point guard for the Knicks, but he's really more of a combo guard. So I think you bring him off the bench and he's like a much much much, much, much better version of Jalen Noel from a role perspective. He's your scorer off the bench. 
He can come in and knock down shots. He can um, he gets the line a little bit. He can distribute. Uh, you solve your backup point guard problem and you solve your bench scoring problem in one fell swoop. You let Jalen Noel walk. You may still keep Jordan McLaughlin at two million to be your third point guard. You could play him with quickly if you want to. If you're going to play small, um, but you still got one more year of Conley. Conley is your starting point guard. Quickly comes off the bench. And then quickly probably becomes your starting guard. You're going to pay him this offseason. He becomes your starting point guard uh, in 24-25. So a year from this fall when Conley's contract is over. And then you're set moving forward. He's your point guard of the future. And this year, he's your sixth man. Like, quickly is actually a really good fit for the Wolves. And we could dig more into him this offseason. He wasn't super efficient his first couple of years. um, But that's improved. His shooting's improved overall. Um, I think he's improved defensively. He also, by the way, rebounds the ball a little bit for a guard. Like, uh, this is kind of crazy. We'll talk more about this. Uh, this is another one of those topics that's going to be a big one this offseason. I mean, right, like, Emmanuel quickly as a 6'3 guard, combo guard, his rebound rate was almost 8% this year. That would have been better than Jaden McDaniels, better than Nikhil Alexander-Walker in a Wolves uniform, better than Torian Prince, better than Mike Conley, Diaz, or Russell Jordan McLaughlin. Go on down the line. He'd be the best rebounding guard next to Anthony Edwards on the Wolves. So you immediately bring up, and that's something Chris Finch talked about after game the Game 5 loss, was, hey, we needed our guards to do more on the glass. We needed our wings to do more on the glass. I've been talking about that all season, going back to last season. The Wolves' biggest problem wasn't Gobert rebounding. It wasn't even necessarily like Nas improved on the glass this year and improved on the glass. It was everybody else. It was all the other guards and wings besides Anthony Edwards. And Ed, by the way, last year Edwards was an issue. He improved this year. Um, Emmanuel quickly helped solve that. And he's also a good three-point shooter. Um, you know, roughly half his shots over his career have come from the three-point line. And for his career, he's just under 37%. He was 37% this year. There's probably some improvement still there. So all that to say, you got to pay quickly. You got to project this thing out a little bit. But I really like Emmanuel quickly as a fit for the Wolves. Like that, he he plus a couple of first-round picks is the centerpiece. Like if I'm the Wolves, I start at three picks quickly. And then a couple other guys we're going to talk about here too. Um, I really like both of their bigs. Um, well, I should, well, besides Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson, the other bigs, Jericho Sims, who was a, a two-way player. He actually is a, a Minnesota native and played high school in Minneapolis, high school ball in Minneapolis. Um, he's actually a really, really good fit for a, a fourth big for the Wolves. Um, and, and now if they keep Nas Reed, well, I guess technically he'd be a third big because you're trading Carl Anthony Towns. You keep Nas Reed. Perhaps now starts, perhaps he doesn't. But Sims is your more traditional big in terms of size and the way he plays. Um, by I don't mean traditional big. Like I mean like um, I don't mean traditional big. Like I don't know, like a mid nineties big. I mean he's not a he's not a stretch, right? He's going to be a rim protector, a rebounder, um, and he's a good player. Like rebound rate, another we'll talk rebound rate for him too. He would have been second on the Wolves next to Rudy Gobert, better than Nas, better than Cat. Um, better even than Luca Garza when he played. Um, a really, really good rebounder, a solid rim protector. He has a three and a half percent block rate over ninety three career games, and just a depth big who's on a minimum deal right now. Like again, doesn't help you salary matching, and and quickly doesn't right now either. Which is another reason why a trade this offseason seems unlikely. But perhaps it's an in season deal, which would be a huge. I don't know. Probably not. You're not going to rock the boat in that way midseason unless something, unless the Wolves are like under 500 at the deadline. But perhaps down the road after quickly signs an extension, this trade happens. But the salary matching is going to be the biggest issue because everybody else I like on the Knicks, 
makes no money. Jericho Sims, like he's a minimum contract type guy. Isaiah Hartenstein is a obviously older, and you know, Sims is still what, like 23 or something. Hartenstein's going to be 25 this offseason. He's bounced around, but he does have one year, 8.1 million left on his deal. If you're looking for salary matching, matching and big depth, Hartenstein's a good fit for the Wolves too. Um, he killed the Wolves when he was on the Clippers and he was on the Rockets going back further than that. Um, you know, could shoot a little from the perimeter in a pinch. It's not really his game, but he can. He's a really good rebounder. Um, again, like I'll talk about rebound rate till I'm blue in the face because the Wolves need guys that can rebound. 18% rebound rate this year. I mean, Gobert was 21%. Nas was under 15. Nobody else about, on the Wolves was above 15%. So Hartenstein fits in that regard too. You want to talk about perimeter guys. Quentin Grimes was just a first round pick a couple of years ago. So you know, I'd like to think you could get both Grimes and um, quickly in a trade like this. I like Grimes' potential. He's the best three-point shooter of the lot. He's 38% of, in his career on high volume, too. Um, again, just on a rookie deal, he's got two years left on that rookie deal, so you don't have to worry about extending him yet. And he, for the Wolves, he obviously would be a bench piece. Um, he started for the Knicks for the majority of the season, but I think he's a he's a bench piece. Uh, for Minnesota, him and quickly both off the bench with obviously Ant starting. He's a bit of a three and D guy. Like he's good defensively. Um, there's a lot of potential there. He's not quite at the level you'd want him to be rebounding wise, but if you're gaining rebounding elsewhere, you can kind of stomach that. Um, I actually think there's some similarities to what he could provide to what he's a little bit of a smaller version of maybe what Torian Prince has provided the last couple of years for the Wolves. And I thought he was better than Prince. Uh, you know, we talked about Prince the other day. He took a step back this year. Grimes would fit that role well, and he's more a two than he is a three, four, but like that type of production in terms of three and D, the ability to to lock down, uh, you know, be a good team defender and be a, a strong high volume sh- three point shooter. So I, like among those pieces, if you talk and I'm not going to get super in the weeds on like picks right now, but quickly Grimes, um, at least one of Sims or Hartenstein, obviously you'd prefer Sims, uh, but if you need Hartenstein from a salary perspective, fine. Um, and then, you know, Robinson goes to a third team. You The Wolves would have to take back some salary somewhere else. You could put together a deal that's palatable. Um, again, it's on Conley and it's on the ownership group, the new ownership group, to selling this to the fan base if this is a move that they make. And I, I want to be clear what I said at the beginning. I don't think Towns has traded this offseason. I'd be surprised if he's traded in the next 12 months. But the Knicks could be revisited in 12 months. If the Wolves struggle again this season, you'll hear the chatter all season long. Perhaps there's something where once quickly signs an extension next summer, that deal could happen after the Wolves don't have a point guard. The Wolves could lose some additional leverage. If Towns plays well, but the Wolves aren't good, I don't know that they lose that much leverage. Uh, If Towns struggles again this year, though, he starts to lose value. And um, you could also argue, though, that the Wolves would be selling low because this was the worst season of Towns' career from an availability standpoint and also when he was on the floor. But he's also just entering his prime. Um, And I don't think anybody thinks that Towns is what he was this season. So... Um, I don't know. It's starting to seem like it's more of a real possibility and it absolutely will be a common thread of discussion this off season. Um, so this is just the tip of the iceberg. All right. I want to hit some really high level, like 50,000 foot view off season goals for the wolves, kind of, kind of summing up what we talked about Friday, but, um, with a little bit more specifics, I guess, if that makes sense. So we do that here next. All right. Um, some overarching offseason goals for the Wolves. There's some things they have to address that um, you know are pretty obvious. Like for instance, the extensions for Jaden McDaniels um, and Anthony Edwards. I wouldn't put those under offseason goals. Just things that are going to happen. Resigning Nas Reed, I think, would be a goal. We talked about this a little bit Friday. I would, 
I would be worried about going much over $10 million a year to resign him unless they're looking forward and saying like, okay, he takes on a bigger role if and when we trade Carl Anthony Towns. He still fits well next to Rudy Gobert, can play the four, can also back Go- Gobert up at the five. You bring in another five that can protect the rim, like a Sims or Hartenstein or somebody like that. Uh, not that Hart- Hartenstein's like a big-time rim protector, but you bring in those guys to help from a um, a size perspective that plays differently than Nas Reed will say. And Nas could play both the four and the five. Like if you project that out a bit, I think re-signing Nas would would be a would be a clue that that the Wolves are considering this, right? Because otherwise, that's a lot of money to sink into one position. And I I know that Towns and Nas both play some four, but if you know Towns, Nas, and Rudy are all fives, and to sink, I don't know how many hundreds of millions into it if you give Nas four years and fifty million or something like that, fifty five million. That's a lot of dollars. Now, if you can get Nas for four years and thirty eight, or four years and forty, maybe even. That that's maybe that's a different conversation. Um, so I, I think it's a priority because you have to make a decision on it. And I think in a perfect world, all things equal, everyone wants Nas Reed back. And it sounds like Nas wants to be back in Minnesota too. So uh yeah, I mean like resigning Nas, I would put that on an offseason goal list. Another thing would be from a personnel standpoint, figuring out the backup point guard spot. We talked about Jordan McLaughlin on Friday. He's only owed $2.1 million or something next year if, if they, basically the minimum, if the Wolves do exercise his option. I would expect that they do, mostly because, I mean, that's essentially what you're going to pay a third string point guard anyway. I mean, like not much more than that. And if they end up acquiring another guard and he's your third guard, fine. Um, I also think he's like, it, that's a small contract to waive if you have to waive it at some point um you might still be able to find a team that would pick him up for a second round pick if you're if you're talking about a team that's got a bunch of seconds that needs some depth because again go back to november before the injury he's one of the best point guard backup point guards backup point guards to be clear in the league right and and even last season late in the season he was playing over d'angelo russell in the playoffs like I think there's still value there, and that's why I'd be surprised if the Wolves let him walk. It's not like he's got a $9 million cap hit that you're just going to let him go because you need the space. That's not what we're talking about. So, But I still don't think you go into next year with only Mike Conley and Jordan McLaughlin at the one on your depth chart. And I know Anthony Edwards you know, initiates offense. I know Kyle Anderson initiates offense, but you still need somebody else because the Wolves ended up relying on Jalen Noel and Austin Rivers, and I think they were expecting more out of Noel throughout the season and also Austin Rivers when he played. So the Wolves thought they had these contingency plans. It didn't work out as expected. So I, I would think they're going to add another guard. Um, and you also have to think, you know, back to the quickly conversation, beyond next year when Mike Conley's gone, you know, what does that guard spot look like? I don't think they're going to invest in a young guard unless it's a trade for somebody like quickly. I don't think they're going to, like, make a splash in, you know, trade into the draft or free agency or anything to, to add, like, a point guard of the future. But it's something they have to be considering here moving forward. More generally about personnel, the Wolves need to add rebounding and shooting to the perimeter. I want to dig more into this. Actually, I'll probably do this Tuesday. I've got a short list of players who fit that bill. Um, there's Some are free agents. Some are potential trade targets. Some are more the idea of players who have done this in the recent past that may or may not be available or even out of the league, but like a prototype of a player who can add a level of rebounding and shooting capability to the perimeter. Because what are the Wolves, what are their biggest issues? Set aside transition defense and turnover issues from throughout the season. But it's rebounding and it's consistent floor spacing. And I know the Wolves ended up middle of the pack in terms of attempts and percentage from outside the arc. But they were pretty bad for much of the season in terms of three-point shooting. And the consistency simply was not there. I mean, they they had a, a long list of guys who 
uh, just struggled from beyond the arc that you'd expect more out of. Um, I mean, like, Torian Prince ended up shooting a good percentage, but struggled for stretches. Uh, Carl Towns obviously shot below his career averages. McLaughlin really struggled, struggled from the perimeter. Alexander Walker, I don't think you can count on him being better than league average from three. Uh, when Bryn Forbes was on the team, he was supposed to add shooting, and he was well below where he needed to be to, to be effective. The Wolves even tried adding Matt Ryan, and he was fine when he played, but, like, that's not a long-term solution. Kyle Anderson shot a career best, but he's a low-volume guy. Noel was miserable from outside the arc. Nas Reed was below league average. Uh, so, yes, you have Carl Anthony Towns. Yes, you have Anthony Edwards. And in theory, you've got some other guys. You know, Conley, of course, it, it helps there. But you need more shooting, and you need you need rebounding. Like, we've been saying this for years. You need guards and wings that can rebound. That's the type of personnel the Wolves should be targeting. I've got a short list of veterans. I think we'll talk about it on Tuesday's show that I would target if I were the Wolves um, to, to try and add to the perimeter. So that, to me, is is a key uh, for this offseason. And then the last thing, this is more general and directed towards Chris Finch, and he talked about this in, in the media availability, I think it was uh, Thursday, in the, um, the exit interview media availability, figuring out the offense. Uh, the Wolves missed two-thirds of the season with Towns and Gobert together, and assuming Towns is on the roster next year, I think he will be. Um, Chris Finch has all offseason to figure this thing out. And whether it's crafting a plan with his staff and then getting Gobert and Towns together at some point in the offseason and being like, hey, guys, let's walk through this. Like, let's talk about what this looks like or, you know, jump on a call and say, hey, let's talk through what we think our offense could do next year with you guys both on the floor. And we talked about this in the series, you know, within the Wolves Nuggets series is can it just be more anti Towns action or, or I'm sorry, could it be more Conley Gobert action with Anton Towns spacing the floor. Ant is your second option. Towns being a souped up Bogdanovich in the corner. Like, I, th- again, something else we could dig into further, but I've been saying this basically all season that the Wolves' offense with Towns as a souped up Bogdanovich is an Ant running the show makes a lot of sense. Um, and also, when Ant rests for 12 minutes a game or whatever, you know, 14 minutes a game, Cat's got to be in the game that whole time, and you're running your offense through Cat. Like it's not like Towns isn't going to get his options or his his um, opportunities. And th- I mean, Bogdanovich averaged almost 20 points a game in Utah, so like it's not like you're not going to get the opportunity to score. Um, and so I think that's what the Wolves' offense looks like this year: is a lot more Ant and Conley initiating with Gobert in the middle of the floor, Towns spacing, and either Ant or Conley off the ball as catch and shoot options because they're both really good catch and shoot three point shooters. And ultimately, Towns will get his options or his, goodness, opportunities. I did that twice. He'll get his opportunities. He'll get his his shot attempts. Uh, and they'll run the second off second team offense entirely through Carl Anthony Towns. And maybe after the season, maybe Towns doesn't like it. Maybe it doesn't work out perfectly. And the Wolves say, or maybe it works, but the Wolves say, you know what? Like long term, we could get more for Towns by trading him than we you know, that our ceiling is with him as our second option for whatever reason, fit wise. And maybe after the season, after this next season, Towns is traded. But like for this year, that to me is is the key. Is something where it's all about Anton and Gobert in the middle of the floor. Like the Jazz had the league's most efficient offense last year. And that's exactly what they did. Another thing the Jazz had was wings who could knock down threes and rebound. Not that the Wolves should be trying to necessarily recreate the Utah Jazz and another like I don't know, a fraction of the way they're already like, like not like a small fraction, like a decent with Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley and, and um, you know, the, the Edwards and the Donovan Mitchell role. Like I get that, that they're, they're not that far off, 
but there's some things Utah did much better than what the Wolves are doing currently with Rudy Gobert. And and so that I think is related. And and there's actually one of the players on my list I want to talk about played with Rudy and um, Conley in Utah. So all that to say, adding rebounding, adding shooting, figuring out the offense are other things that Chris Fitch and Tim Connolly have to do this offseason. I want to dig into that list of perimeter players that could make sense for the Wolves on Tuesday. We will get into player reviews uh, later this week. We'll start kind of towards the end of the roster. We'll do a couple shows um, that are kind of like a segment each on on you know the two-way guys and, and uh, end-of-the-bench type players. And then we'll spend full shows on rotation players. Uh, we'll get to them probably next week. So a lot upcoming. We're still daily Monday through Friday um, here for the next several weeks. So uh, definitely stay, keep it here at Lockdown. A big thank you to those of you that do make Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms. If you have not already, please download the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. This show and all the other Minnesota Lockdown podcasts are available there. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves and also at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, C K. E-N. Of course, the Lockdown Wolves podcast is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.